Hey, New Life family, Pastor Jeremy here. It's so great to be with you once again. Thank you for joining us during our online experience. Wherever you are watching from, either in the state of California or around the country, we just want to say welcome to our online experience. Thank you so much for choosing New Life Patterson uh, again this weekend. Hey, just want to give you an update on the campus. The lights got up this weekend, and so the, the drop ceiling went in, and so or this week rather, not this weekend. And uh, now we're, uh, we're waiting for sheet rockers, and we're going to carpet the platform, and then we got some painting to do, but we are getting closer and closer and closer. We're only about nine Sundays away from our grand opening, our relaunch in the Patterson community. So if you haven't already started inviting people, we are looking at a August 22nd date. Uh, if that changes, we'll make sure that we give you a heads up and let you know that. But as of right now, as of today, when you're watching this, the date of our very first service in our new building is going to be on Sunday, August the 22nd. So make sure you get that word out uh, because we had an amazing uh, summer night event Last weekend, last Friday night, if you were not there, you missed it. Our vendors ran out of food. We ran out of parking. There was, it was packed, and people had a great time. And if that's any foreshadow of what God is going to be doing in and through New Life Patterson, we are in for a ride. So just wanted to keep you up to date. And uh, all the announcements we already gave at the beginning of the message, so we're just going to drop, or at the beginning of this, uh, of this service, uh, we're going to jump right in because we are still in our summer series uh, called Questions. And last week, Pastor Tito did a great job. If you were here for our live experience uh, on last, last Sunday here in the north building of the Turlock campus, uh, then you got to hear Pastor Tito. Uh, or if you attend our uh, Turlock campus, then you got to hear Pastor Brett. But last week, they did a great job. So thank you to Pastor Brett, Pastor Tito. Uh, we are continuing this series. And this week, uh, we have another question. And uh, before we get into it, let me set up the story for where we're going Today, If you grew up in church, uh, or even if you didn't grow up in church, you probably heard of a guy named Moses. Okay, Moses was a Hebrew uh, baby born in the, the, what we now know as the Jewish nation. It actually wasn't the Jewish nation at the time. Moses was born, sailed down the river, uh, picked up by uh, the, the Pharaoh's daughter of Egypt, and then he was raised in royalty. But uh, Moses ended up killing the man. Uh, taken up for his uh, Hebrew fellow brothers, and uh, had to get the heck out of Dodge. So he uh, runs away from the, the authorities for 40 years, but during the entire time, let me show you, let me just give you a, a, a real quick um, a synopsis about how the people uh, came into slavery in the begin with. So uh, thousands of years ago, there's a guy named Joseph, and Joseph found his way uh, as a Hebrew, found his way in climbing kind of the hierarchy, the, the leadership ladder of the Egyptian, uh, um, uh, for back, lack of better words, empire. And while in his position, a famine hit his people, and he was able to bring his people over and feed them and give them safe harbor and, and uh, um, a refuge during this famine. Well, year after year went by, uh, Pharaoh after Pharaoh went by, the Hebrew nation grew, uh, and then one time, and then finally a Pharaoh came into power and said, look, I don't know who Joseph is, I don't know who these people are, but here's what I do know, why are they, why are, why are they still our guests? We're going to enslave them. And for the next 400 years, they were slaves. Knowing the whole time of God's promise that he was going to send a savior, a deliverer, to come and rescue them, but... For 40 generations, 
their slaves to the Egyptian people. Moses is out taking care of sheep. He's a shepherd. God calls him. If you know the story of Moses, he talks to, to God through a burning bush, goes and rescues and, and gets the, the Hebrew people out of slavery and then begins this long journey with them. And for the next 40 years, okay, for the next 40 years, they're roaming around what the Bible calls the wilderness, which is basically desert, because they get all the way up to the promised land that God had promised them, but they can't go in. And now there's a transition of power, there's a transition of leadership that needs to happen between Moses and his right-hand guy, Joshua. Joshua's been there the entire time with Moses. He knows the plan, he knows the promised land, he sees miracle after miracle happen through Moses, and so it just makes sense for Joshua to be taking over for Moses because Moses is now 120 years old and it's time for him to die. So Scripture refers to Joshua as Moses' assistant. So surely everything that God did through Moses, he's going to do through Joshua, right? I mean, it just makes sense. Well, let's read our key Scripture for today. It's found in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And we're going to read it out of the message translation this weekend. I love the message translation of this story. It says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. He says this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. Cross the Jordan River. You and all the people, cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon east to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the Hittite country, and then west of the great sea, it's all yours. All your life, no one will be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Now notice something here. He didn't say everything I did with Moses or everything I did through Moses, I'm going to do with you or through you. He just said, as I was with him, so I will be with you. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Strength, courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Then here's our question. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step of the way. Wherever you're watching, will you bow your heads with me as we pray real quick. Father, thank you for your word. Lord, I just ask that you'll speak your word through your servant to your people so that we can grow closer to you and closer to each other. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, let me tell you a little quick uh, illustration. One day there's this little kid. He's uh, walking down the sidewalk and he looks over in the bushes and he sees this butterfly cocoon. He walked up to it, and he noticed it was moving about, you know, so the, the, the caterpillar is starting to, you know, turning into a butterfly. Then he notices a tiny little gap in the cocoon, and this butterfly was trying to squeeze through it. So interested, he sat and watched as this butterfly tried to squeeze through this tiny gap of this cocoon. 
After a while, he noticed that, man, this butterfly is really struggling. He's not making it through this gap, and the gap's not getting any bigger. The butterfly wasn't strong enough. So the boy decided to help. He takes out his little pocket knife and cuts a, a hole in the gap to make it just a little bit bigger, a little bit wider. Well, the butterfly immediately got out but fell straight to the ground. His body was too weak. His wings were barely moving. So the boy continued to watch, thinking at any time this butterfly is just going to jump up and fly away. So the scriptures we just read for this weekend have been instrumental for me over the last several years, specifically verses 7 through 9 over the last 12 to 15 months. Like many of you, I have needed a lot of encouragement. I mean, I've processed through tough topics and scenarios and conversations. I've laid awake uh, at night over decisions I've made. I've questioned my own leadership. I've battled self-criticism, been haunted by my own insecurities. I've dealt with anxiety about the new campus. I've grieved over people who have left our campus because of either division or conflict. I've suffered through short bursts of uh, burnout and exhaustion and fatigue, and that's just to name a few. And you have your struggles as well. And beginning last spring, when everything began to kind of hit the fan with COVID and riots and division, political unrest, I began to hear these words whispered in my spirit. Now, just in case you think that this is nothing mystical, nothing supernatural, just in case some of you think that pastors sit around and have two-way conversations with God all the time, that's not how it works. But instead, it was this low-grade whisper that I felt down deep in my life that kept saying, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And then I noticed every time I would open up my computer and go to the Bible.com website or the YouVersion app on your phone, it was defaulting to the book of Joshua. Now, please hear me. I didn't set it up like this. And for all I know, every time you open up your, your YouVersion app of the Bible and your and, uh, Bible.com, it goes to Joshua. I don't know. It, it may default like that to everybody. I just found it ironic that the same words that have been stuck in my spirit, in my head, and my heart are the same exact words that my computer keeps opening up to. So finally, I got it. I'm like, okay, God, I'm listening. Be strong and courageous. I'll do it. Now, on this side of be strong and courageous, it can be pretty intimidating because you begin to wonder what's coming. What do I need to be strong for? Why do I need courage? Is there some sort of illness or conflict I'm going to have to go through? Is it some sort of job loss or financial storm? What is it that God is preparing for me or preparing me for? Now, my own personal experiences, it's never been anything bad. It's just been God's way of communicating to me that he absolutely understands what I'm going through or what I'm going to be going through. He knows it's hard. He knows it's uncomfortable. He knows it's stretching me. But he also is challenging me and testing me because he's about to take me somewhere. Sometimes physically, but most of the time spiritually or mentally or emotionally. And you know what? Sometimes relationally. Sometimes it changes. Uh, it's changing my friendships and my circle of influence. Maybe it's removing toxic people from my life. I need strength and courage for that. Maybe it's reuniting me with someone with whom I've had conflict in the past. You know what? I need strength and courage for that. Maybe it's a divine appointment, 
set up by God with someone who has enormous influence or, or, or connections that's going to be an asset in, in, in me going where God is trying to lead me. That could be pretty intimidating. And I need strength and courage for that. You see, this is God letting me know that what I'm experiencing is actually part of his plan and purpose for me. And I believe that God has a message for you as well this weekend. I believe to many of you, God is saying, be strong and courageous. Have I not commanded you? Have I not watched over you? Have I not directed and guided your steps this far? Have I not blessed you beyond what you deserve? Your life and your future are in my hands. Have I not commanded you? And that's the question for this weekend. Because I believe there are hundreds of people who may be watching or listening this weekend who are in a moment of decision making. And maybe it's a decision that could alter your life and your future. I mean, you've prayed about it, you fasted about it, you processed through it, you've been sitting on it for, for days or weeks or even months. And maybe it's a decision that's literally paralyzed you with fear. God is saying to you this weekend, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. So there's a few things that God wants us to learn from these commandments, this commandment that he gave Joshua that I know that still today in 2021 that you and I can learn from. So write this down for number one. My strength and courage is rooted in my trust in God. My strength and courage is rooted in my trust in God. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 2 says this. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. You see, the more I trust in him, the greater my strength and my courage become. This season or moment that, you, that you're in right now, it may be scaring you to death. You know what needs to be done or said, but you don't know if you have the guts or the fortitude to do it. You've allowed your fear and your intimidation to grip you to the point where your trust in God has been compromised. You're beginning to wonder if it's really God or if it's, if it's something that you want to happen or you want to say or the result that you want in the end. You don't want to have a conversation with your spouse, that conversation with your spouse, but you know you need to because she needs to know how you feel. You don't want to get rid of that employee, but you know it's the best thing for your organization or your company. You don't want to bring that subject up to your boss, but you know they need to know that this is not a healthy decision. Think about Joshua. I mean, Moses was the man, the leader of all leaders, handpicked by God himself to be the savior and deliverer of God's people. Yes, Moses was riddled with insecurities and flaws just like all of us, but still the one that God molded and developed to rescue his people from slavery and bondage and to take them to the place that God had been preparing for them for hundreds of years. And now that guy is dead. And Joshua is not just, he's due to take over. He's not just up to bat, it's, or he's not just on deck. He is up to bat. It's his turn to hit. It's his turn to lead. And he has to follow after Moses. I mean, these are two entirely different kinds of leaders. You got a shepherd in Moses, and you got a warrior in Joshua. Two totally different personalities, two totally different kind of leaders but the transition of power is about to happen. I mean, Moses is the man who 
God used to part the Red Sea and carry out the plagues against Egypt. The man who had physical interactions with God. The man God brought up to the top of the mountain and had regular ongoing conversations. The man to whom God gave the Ten Commandments after writing them himself in stone. The man God used to perform miracle after miracle is now dead and millions of eyes are now looking at Joshua for direction, for guidance, for their future. I mean, God took his people through Moses for 40 years all the way to the west side of the Jordan River, showed them the land on the other side, and then said, nope, Moses, this is as far as you go. You're 120 you disobeyed me in the wilderness more than once. That, that over there is the land that you were going to go to, but not anymore. This is as far as you go. From here on out, this is Joshua's assignment. The land was rich. It was fertile. It was mature. It was beautiful. And God said, Joshua, here you go. This is yours. I've been preparing this place for you and my people. You're going to lead my people across the Jordan River to the other side. And now they're all looking at Joshua saying, okay, let's go, Joshua. I mean, we've been roaming around here for 40 years, and we're ready to land in our own land, on the land that God has promised to us. Let's do this. Let's get moving. Joshua's looking at God's people, and they're looking back at him, and God is saying, I'm commanding you. Be strong and courageous. I'm not asking. I'm commanding you. I believe Joshua had to be saying to himself, whew, this is my time. I got to follow after Moses? <laughs> Do I really trust God? Because as long as I trust God that he's still ahead of me, I'm going to win. He's fighting my battles. He's already given this land to us. He's already beaten my enemies. He's been preparing this place for us and been preparing us for this place. And it's the same message for you and I this weekend. As long as God is out in front of us, we can trust him. We can trust him that we're going to win. Be strong and be courageous. He's fighting your battles. He's already given the promise to you. He's already on your side. The victory is already yours. He's been preparing the place for you, and he's preparing, been preparing you for the place. Now you just have to be strong and courageous and go and take it. Now, all of that encouragement to say it's not going to be easy. Nothing that comes easy is worth it, and nothing that's worth it comes easy. We all know this. You might have to go through some things, some tough times, some emotional times, times when your hands are on the shower wall and you're letting the hot water hit you in the face and saying, I can't do this, God. I need your help. Maybe that's just me, but you're going to be in those moments too. And because of that, we need strength and courage to go through the process. That takes us to number two. Fill in number two. God gives me strength and courage through the process. God gives me strength and courage through the process. First Chronicles 28, 20 says, be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. You see, some of our problem, especially us in our culture right now in 2021, is that we want the promise without the process. God shows us the promise, but when we see what it's going to take to get there, we get intimidated and we shy away. 
We want the salary, but we don't want the work. We want the relationship, but we don't want the conversation. We want the degree, but we don't want the classwork. We want the outcome, but we don't want the steps to get there. We want the title and the position, but we don't want the headache. In that verse that we just read, King David is talking to his son Solomon about building the temple. And he says, be strong and courageous and do the work. It's not going to be easy, but the payoff is enormous. And all through the process, he's telling his son, God will not fail you. God will not forsaken you. God, I want healthy relationships. Okay, I'm commanding you to be strong and courageous. God, I want that kind of marriage. Okay, be strong and courageous. God, I want, I want to beat this addiction. Okay, I'm commanding you to be strong and courageous. You see, we can't skip the process to get to the promise. Because it would have been easy for God to take the nation of Israel straight from captivity in Egypt directly into the promised land. But a lot happened in those 40 years if you read. Lots of lessons, lots of learnings, lots of blessings. The law was given to protect and safeguard the Jewish nation during this time. But if God would have allowed them to skip the process, would they have appreciated it as much? Would they have been able to look back as God being their provider when they had no food or water? Would they be able to look back at God as being their protector when they were attacked by their enemies or their source of strength when it looked like all hope was gone? You want to teach your children to really take care of their stuff? Have them pay for it. <laughs> we complain as, as adults uh, about our, our children. They don't appreciate things. They don't take care of things. It's because they didn't pay for it. They didn't buy it. I have four children of my own, and I've noticed that they take really good care of things that they buy. It lasts longer, it stays cleaner, it's maintained better. But they also know that they have to go through the process to get what they want. They were determined and kept their eye on the prize, so they stayed focused on what it was going to take to achieve the desired outcome. Was it easy? I think they would all four say, no, it's not been easy. But they go through the process. You see, over the last 15 months, the Patterson campus, I, I jokingly say that we've been like the nation of Israel, just wandering around the, the west side of the valley. It's not been 40 years, but there's times where it's felt like it. <laughs> we left Patterson High School, went to online only, and then we went to Tim Tuman's property outside, and then we went to the Gill property outside. And then to the north building of the Turlock campus. And, then, and now coming up in August of this year, we get to move into our brand new location, which I'm, I'm totally stoked about. But I remember back in December of last year when we first started looking at this building, I, I remember sitting down with Pastor Brett, who helped build this building, who helped be one of the, the, the pioneers, one of the, leading the charge of getting the Turlock building up. And he asked me, he said, are you ready for this? Because it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. He said, you got to cast big vision. You're going to be chasing down contractors. You're going to be frustrated with plan checkers and zoning issues and permit laws and, and city fees and, and failed inspections. You're going to hear you can't do this and you're not allowed to do that. Your campus family, is going to, they're going to give you a thousand suggestions wondering why you did do this but didn't do that. Whatever your budget is, double it. Whatever you want to move in, add a few months to it. <laughs> I mean, he was full of all, court, all, all sorts of encouragement and support at this time. But deep down, 
we all knew that God was giving us this opportunity. We all knew that we had to go through the process to get to the promise. We knew that we had to put our trust in Jesus and to seek him for our strength and our courage. Now, back in March of last year, back in March of 2020, if you would have told me that we're going to move the campus four times in 16 months, I may have had a panic attack. I've been doing this a long time, and I can tell you that most churches do not survive seasons like this. But thanks to the leadership that we have with Pastor Dave and the executive team here at New Life, along with the board of elders who know that God is faithful and he still has an amazing plan for the Patterson campus, we collectively said, let's go through the process to get to the promise. Let's do this. Psalm 31, 24 says this, so be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Last April, when everything began shutting down, this is when I began hearing that, that faint whisper in my spirit, Jeremy, be strong and courageous. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. What about you? What are you going through right now that could be part of the process to get you where God is trying to take you. I believe God is saying to you this weekend, be strong and courageous. What are you about to give up on because it just seems too hard? Be strong and courageous. What relationship are you about to walk away from? Be strong and courageous. What job are you about to quit? What addiction are you battling? What promotion are you going for? What tough conversation do you need to have? What's in your life that's keeping you from moving forward in your relationship with Jesus? Be strong and courageous. Has he not commanded you? Isaiah 41.10 says this, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious Right hand. So going back to the butterfly and the little boy at the beginning of, this, of the message. The butterfly got out, landed on the ground, couldn't move. So the little boy took it home. And for the rest of the butterfly's life, it had to drag its body and carry its wings. It couldn't take care of itself. You see, it was unable to fly because the boy didn't realize that all of the effort that it would take to get through that tiny gap of that cocoon was necessary for the butterfly's survival. It was exactly what it needed to give it the strength to fly. You see, life created the opportunity, the tiny gap for the butterfly to move forward, but it still needed to go through the process for strength, for growth, for development. And I think you know where I'm going with this. If you and I were allowed to live without meeting our own struggles, our own challenges, our own tiny gaps, we couldn't grow. Nor could we be trusted with what God is calling us to do, where he's calling us to go, and who he's created us to be. God allows and sometimes even causes our challenges to come our way, to make us stronger. So whatever you're going through right now, maybe it's part of the process for where God is trying to take you. Maybe it's part of the process 
for what lies ahead. And God wants you to know this weekend that he's commanding you to be strong and courageous to get to the other side. Bow your heads with me wherever you are. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this command to be strong and courageous. Thank you, Father, for leading us up to the point where we see our challenge, where we see our struggle, where we see our obstacle, Lord. And even though it's scary, even though it's intimidating, even though we may be looking up to you, wringing our hands and saying, I, I quit, I can't do this, I can't go any further, Lord, you are speaking to our spirit and saying, be strong and courageous. For every single person under the sound of my voice that may be going through something, Father, I just pray over them. I pray for strength and courage into their life so that they too can get to their promised land, the land that you have prepared for them and that you prepared them for the land. We love you. We surrender to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for watching this weekend. Uh, make sure you share this with someone. That you th if you know of someone that's going through a challenge, going through their own struggle, then just copy this link, send it to somebody, okay? Hey, there's a lot of great things happening here at New Life. We want you to keep coming back. Go be a blessing and be blessed. We'll see you next weekend.